Welcome to another episode of Sip Your Ass Down, the podcast where two friends drink wine and have the conversations you and your friends would have, except we let strangers like you listen in. In this episode, we discuss the last 10 years, where we thought we would be now, where we actually are now, and what we've learned along the way. And of course, we make some predictions about where we'll be in another 10 years. I guess some things you just never learn. So sip your ass down, grab your drink of choice, and listen in. That's a good start, like listening to, to Wine you pouring. Being <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess, what are you listening to with this episode? Or Sorry, what are you drinking with this episode? Good Lord. Good start. I'm drinking a dry rosé named Drei Freunde, which is translated to three friends, which I uh-huh. assume is you, me, and the wine. Yep, that's exactly where I was going with it. Yeah, it's a dry rosé from three people. One is an actor, German actor. The other one is a comedian kind of person. And the other one is like a wine person. And they Interesting. have this wine. Yeah. Okay. Tastes good. Nice. And I started off drinking a Moscow Mule without the lime juice because that's just how I roll. I'm always missing something. So mine was just vodka and ginger beer. But now I have moved on to a Cabernet Sauvignon from the Santa Barbara Highlands. It's called The Restless Earth. And I got it again from Wink Wine Club. And it packs Mm. a wallop at 14.4 ABV. So this could be fun. (laughs) This could be fun. (laughs) But it's good. It's good. And actually, so you'll have to tell me again and all of our listeners how to say this. But my next order from Wink Wine is going to be or is going to contain. Gewürztamina. That's how you say it. (laughs) Gewürztamina. Gewürztramina. I'll fuck it up every time anyways. Honestly, it's kind of funny now that I screw it up every time. So that's going to be in my wine club. I hear it in my head. Every time I'm seeing a Gewürztramina, I'm hearing you. (laughs) Well, it's very yummy. I'm excited for it. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be in my next wine box. I ordered from like an online thing called Geile Weine. Okay, so what does that mean? Horny wine. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I have a selection of different kind of wine. And yeah, I had a voucher or a coupon or whatever you... What's the difference between a voucher and a coupon? I think they're the same. So I bought a voucher that was on sale. It was worth 40 bucks and you paid 20, I think. So I bought two of them. Uh I don't know anymore, but I got like 12 wine bottles for like 40 bucks. So you're about 650 a bottle. Yep. Nice. That's not bad for wine. I mean, Jesus. I never realized that the wine I bought was like, quote unquote, expensive wine. The bottles I buy are typically probably about 15 bucks a bottle between like 13 mm-hmm. and 15. And my mom was like, oh, that's really nice wine. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's like, I feel like it's normal, but apparently that's good. So the wine I order usually that's mm-hmm. like at around six if it's really good wine, then it's like up to 12. See, and I accidentally, and I drank it last summer with my mom and my brother because accidentally I accidentally fell bought into a, the bottle. Well, I didn't look at my online cart before it shipped and it was $28 Ooh. for this bottle. Yeah. And then I, I was expensive. looking, there was a, 
It was. And then I was looking online for my next shipment and I was looking and there was a, of course, I'm like drawn to the pretty bottles, whatever. And there was a brand of Pinot Noir that I was like, ooh, that sounds really good. I bet it's delicious. I'd like the bottle, whatever. It was like $48. One bottle? And for one bottle, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. Someday. Today is not that day. Episode 100, we will buy that wine. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> like I've gone to restaurants where you can buy a bottle and it's like 80 bucks for a bottle. I mean, I still haven't ever done it, but you know, someday we will. When we go to Tuscany. Yes. If we can ever go back to Tuscany. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking true. And you know what? 10 years ago, I would have thought that I would be doing whatever I want right now. And that's not the case. I mean, to a certain extent. <laughs> That's our topic today. Yep. Where we were 10 years ago versus where we are right now. 2010 Keaton and Diana versus 2020. Right. And where we thought we would be. Yeah. A whole lot has changed. Yeah. I got a lot of gray hair. Chin hairs. Random chin hairs. Like what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) That's just dramatizing. Chin hair and also like random very long white hair on body parts where there shouldn't be any long white hair like on my See, arm. I can't say that I've ever had that but I do remember when I looked in the mirror the first time and I saw chin hair and I immediately texted my mom. <laughs> mom what is this? Um, but I can't say I can't speak to the long white hairs. Yeah, they just appear. Yeah. And they have to like grow fast because otherwise I would notice it in some way. Right. And I didn't think that would be a thing in our 20s. Like for everything else in the last 10 years, like of course there's going to be a lot of changes because it's going from, you know, being a teenager. It's, it's going through our 20s, which are like big years. Yep. Random hair is not what I thought would happen <laughs> in my 20s. I thought that was going to be like in my 50s. I also thought gray hair would start when I'm almost 30-ish. But now, it's all over the place. It's not funny. (laughs) I have yet to find my first gray hair. I dyed my hair sometime last Mm -hmm. week, and you can still see it. You should just dry your hair silver. I kind of want to dye my hair silver just to see if I can pull it off, because I think it looks really cool. That's my plan. In college, there was a guy who dyed his hair silver. And every time we saw him, we were just like, what was he thinking? But like two weeks after that, we were like, wow, it's kind of (laughs) cool. He can pull it off. Yeah. You know, like my brother could dye his hair silver and we'd all be like, wow, golf clap for you. Because your brother, I have never met him, but (laughs) which I forget. He's the model. I'm always saying this. We need to bring him to Paris. (laughs) I know he's been there, but I want to go with him and just like watch him get discovered because it's inevitable. Yeah. It's not that far away from here, like a five hour train ride. It's not bad. So we can meet there. Maybe he'll come with me. Yeah. Drink wine, eat baguettes. (sighs) Yep. I can get down with that. Your brother would probably eat snails. He probably would. But you probably wouldn't. I don't know. I'd be really weirded out. I would try it. I would consider it, but I don't know if I would actually go through with it. Timmy would, though. Timmy would eat it in two seconds. And they're probably delicious. As long as they're not slimy, I think I could maybe. And I, do, I need to stop picturing snails in my brain right now. I think I could get away with it. I don't know. Or maybe frogs. But yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I hear it tastes like chicken. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like with everything. Yeah, yeah. everything that just tastes like chicken. <laughs> 
Oh, Too many things taste like chicken because chicken doesn't really taste like something. Yeah, chicken takes on the taste of whatever you, whatever sauce you use, whatever, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chicken talk. But yeah, I'll dye my hair silver someday, maybe. I used to say that when I start going gray, I'll just have to keep going blonde. Yeah. Because then you can't really tell the blonde that I was, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did think on my 23rd birthday, we were up in Door County, my mom and my brother and I, and I thought I found my first gray hair. And thank God my mom and my brother were with me because I absolutely flew into a panic. And <laughs> <laughs> I made Timmy look at my hair. And I was like, is this gray? Freaking out. And he was like, no, you moron. You're blonde. It's just really <laughs> blonde hair. <laughs> But I thought for sure I was going gray at 23 and started just losing my mind. I don't even know when I discovered my first gray hair, but it was probably around 2010 already. Jesus. Yeah. I haven't found mine yet, thank God. But well, when did you like when did your parents start going gray? Oh, my mom. Um, young. Like she's totally gray. Okay. If she wouldn't dye her hair, she would be white. Okay. Interesting. See, and I don't know, I'd say both of my parents were probably in their 40s. But with my mom, it's hard to tell too, because she's blonde. Mm -hmm. She's got blonde hair, you know, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's easy when you have black hair. My dad has dark brown, so it's easy. But I would say probably in their 40s. So that's, I'm assuming that's when I'm going to start going gray, slash just start dyeing my hair silver. That's how many years? 13? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So 10 years ago, I was 17. Wow. Ew. And now I'm 27. I was 19. And a whole lot changes between 17 and 27 and 19 and 29. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. A lot changes. <laughs> yeah. So where were you 10 years ago? 10 years ago, right now, I was probably preparing for my final exams in high school. A senior in high school? Last year of high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because that's like after the Easter break. There were the final exams and you don't have to go to school anymore, like only the exams and then you're done. Yeah. By the end of 2009, I started to get the panic and anxiety. So that played a role in 2010. Um, The year 2010 started in New York, actually, because my two friends and I went to New York. Um, Yeah. Okay. So it was a big, it was a big time for you. 2010 was, was a good year. Many good things happened in 2010. Like just getting out of school. I loved school personally. High school was, it was a great time. Like the last years of high school. Okay. Starting college was okay. But 2010 in general was, was a good year. Okay. And 2010 for me. So I was, I was finishing up my junior year of high school. So I was probably taking my um, my ACT right about now. What's an ACT? Um, basically like the test, either you take your ACT or you take your SAT before college. And then it's like a standardized test that you score. I don't know what the SAT scoring is. I think it's up to 1600, I believe. But that score is what colleges use for acceptance. So like the ACT is like zero to 36 and like, mm-hmm. you know, the quote unquote good colleges 
look for like a 28 or above, I would say, just as an acceptance score. Mm -hmm. So I was taking my ACT. I got my first score. My first score was a 28. My second score was a 30. I was a little smarty pants. And I was thinking (laughs) at the time that I was going to be pre-med. So I was preparing to go to college, be pre-med, and then go to medical school, which if I had stuck to that, I would be three years out of medical school right now. That's debt. But you know what? I don't have nearly as much debt. Exactly. So I was a junior in high school. Ironically, also, I was having like my first depressive episode (laughs) (laughs) 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. So we lived in, I know which house we lived in. I think at the time I was either working at Papa Murphy's Pizza or I was a nanny. Yeah, I was just a junior in high school. So preparing for college and trying to get into the best college I could and everything like that. So that's where I was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. God. Interesting. It was a simpler time. It was stressful as hell, but it was a simpler time. Yeah. But good times for me. Yeah. High school was really a good time, I have to say. Like looking back now, especially, like I don't have many friends or people I know who would say I would immediately go back to high school if I could, like just go back in time, do it all again. But there's one friend I have when she's driving past our high school. She's getting really sad and I can feel her. (laughs) Oh my God. Seriously? I am one of those people that I would rather die than go back to high school again. (laughs) I had really bad times, but the last three years of high school, I loved it. Like not the classes, but like everything just going on. The social aspect? Yeah. Huh. See, and I didn't even like that. (laughs) You hear about it on TV, the American high school life. It's always the same, like how they... And it's a total lie. It's a total lie, yeah. I think so. The way high school is portrayed on TV versus how it actually is. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it is. But I, I guess I haven't watched a show like that in eons. That's not 2010, but like three years earlier, around 2007, where I was thinking yeah. of going to the USA to uh, have one year. Oh, you wanted to study for a year here? Right. One year of high school. Because that's what many people do. Like they just go to other places around the world for one year. And uh, yeah, some just stay there forever. (laughs) See, and what's really funny about that is, I mean, not at the same time, Timmy was too young, but had you done that, like you would have gone to a a high school that my little brother was at because he was at a school that was an international school where all the students were like international. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would have been interesting. I planned it out, but then last minute I just chickened out. I was yeah. too afraid to go. And that's something, not something I regret, but like I'm thinking about it. Like how would my life turned out if I had done that? Yeah, I never did that either. I don't know that I even like seriously considered it, but um, there were foreign exchange students at our school. And I know my cousin, my older cousin had a foreign exchange student from Germany and they're still yeah. really good friends. I remember your aunt saying something about it. Yeah, I never did that. I should have considered that. I should have considered that. I can't remember why I didn't. Probably because I'm an introvert. And I was like, "Mm, no. Right. Introversion plays into it. Yeah. Timmy's an extrovert. That's why he can move across the world to China. And he went around Europe and all that stuff by himself. And he's just like, it's fine for him because he can do it. I would be petrified. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't do it. I was like, "Mm, what are you going to do? You're all alone there. And then I just mm, panic. Right. Although, do you think you've gotten more confident over the last 10 years? Yeah, definitely. Me too. Me too. I still have a long way to go, 
but I think I got a lot more confident. Why do you think that is? Do you think just people get more confident as the years go by? Or what were the reasons? I think it is an age thing. I think that you spend more time with yourself, obviously, and you just whether or not you grow more comfortable and accustomed to yourself or you just get to know yourself better and become more confident in like your ability to be who you are. I think it is an age thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I think you just kind of become more comfortable with who you are. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think my mom has always said she loved her 30s because she was the most confident in her 30s. Like the 20s sucked, which yeah, my 20s have been tough. Who's... 20s aren't tough, but um, she said she loved her 30s the most. And then the 40s were possibly her favorite because she had the confidence that she gained in her 30s, but she had more money <laughs> mm. <laughs> to actually do things, which if that's how that's going to go, then I'm totally fine with that. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But I know a lot of people, like older people, especially women, especially um, people who are from the Philippines. Yeah. Who are not confident at all. But I think it's a cultural thing because, uh, huh. you know, because women in the Philippines are still like seen as something beneath men, you know? So women are still seen as like second class citizens in the Philippines and stuff? I wouldn't say second class citizens, but still men are just like they work and get the money in and whatever. And yeah, the woman is still like. So it's just much, much more of a patriarchal society. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess that would cause me to be less confident in myself. Like what we do now is like drink wine and talk to the public, basically. Um, If you're drinking wine and like play cards and smoke or anything, people will think you are a whore. (laughs) Wow. So (laughs) being by yourself and drinking wine and talking and whatever, you're a whore in those countries? Right. In that culture, whatever? (laughs) Well, (laughs) do I have some news for you? (laughs) That's wild. So my mom's friend has a daughter who's also my friend, and she has a bunch of tattoos. And they think she's a drug addict. Okay, so the Philippines and everything sounds like they're like still stuck in the 50s. Right. And that's what I keep telling. Like women can't have tattoos. You can, but then... You can you can have these things, but we're going to judge the shit out of you for them. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. You know, that's why also when Asians meet people from the Western world, they think they are not as good as them, you know? Okay. Like, for example, when uh, we are in the Philippines and let's say this friend of my mom's came to visit with her husband, who's white, they would just not talk to them and just hide in their rooms and something because they think they're on another level. And that's, it's bullshit because we are all the same, you know? Yeah, we are all the same. Wow. See, I guess that does really surprise me considering the things I've heard about like the Philippines and stuff, just from people who visited and whatever. But it sounds terrible. Being as somebody who's grown up in not only a Western country, but like America, America. Western, you know, yeah. like we are such individualists. It would be a tough sell for me to go into a country or a culture like that, you know, and I can see how that would definitely make you a less confident person. It's different, but it's also you have to take care of yourself. Like when I'm visiting there, I should be prepared of what people think of me and I shouldn't take it like too seriously because it shouldn't get to your head because 
Like after three or four weeks, you think, "Uh uh-huh, maybe I am something better. And that's just not good. See, what's so funny is that we're talking about how like we have more confidence, whatever. But then these places have less confidence. Okay, I have to find my train of thought. These places have less confidence or the women in these places have less confidence. But when we go there or, you know, when you go over there, rather, I've never been you have to use the confidence that we still are saying we don't have a lot of to not <laughs> let their kind of culture get to us. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah. It seems kind of, we're like, I really don't have that much confidence. I have more than I did 10 years ago. But I don't have that much more. But you I do have enough now. to know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I know Timmy is also just a big fan of like Southeast Asia and he loves it. And he always is saying that we need to go there. So I'm excited to to visit that someday. I would really enjoy doing that. But it sounds like I can just visit. I can't live there. Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's because I'm from there somehow, but I have like no interest in going to Asia. Like as a vacation or something. Really? Like if if I'm going there with friends or anything and we have a big house there or just hang out at the beach or something. It's cool, but it's not my first choice of where I'm going to travel. Where would your first choice be? Because like, I would love to go into any of those places, but like, where would you, where would your first choice be? The Maldives? The Maldives. Yeah. Knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Still a very good choice. (laughs) I want to go on vacation so bad. You really want to go on vacation now that you can't go on vacation. Yes, exactly. See, and you know, when I was younger, when I 10 years ago, like I wanted to travel, whatever, but it wasn't like a really big thing, you know, and now mm-hmm. and not even just because I can't, but like, especially after going to China last year, and then we went to Sedona, I definitely think my travel bug has gotten a lot more significant in the last 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Yeah. I want to experience different parts of the world. I wasn't really into traveling that much. My entire family is into traveling, especially my sister. But uh, yeah. I was really, I was the the one who said, oh, I'm staying home. But the last year when I went to Green Bay and where I also got my dog, that travel bug. It hit you? Yeah, it hit me. Yeah. So I would love to go. I was planning to go somewhere this year. I went to, to Italy. Yeah, you did. I was planning to go to um, Los Angeles. We will see how that yeah. turns out. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the coronavirus at all, but we'll have to see how that plays out before we can make any sort of plans. Yep. Yeah. But it's cool to, you know, if I had followed the plan I had set for myself 10 years ago, I would be two years out of medical school right now. I'm sure I'd be in a residency or a fellowship, whatever I had decided to do. And eventually I would have the money to travel, but I would be so far into debt right now if I had followed that plan. Right. So, yeah. What would you want to do? Like, what kind of medical... What kind of doctor had I planned on being? Mm -hmm. I had planned on being a pediatric pulmonologist, possibly with a specialty within the NICU. Mm -hmm. So, if I had followed that, I think I would have been in... I think I had had it computed out that I would have had to do my four years of undergrad, four years of medical school. I think I would have had a six-year residency and then an additional at least three years for a fellowship. So I wouldn't be totally done with schooling or anything like that until I was 33. God. Yeah. See, and when you do it it here, you you would probably take that long too, but Uh 
you wouldn't be in that much debt. So how far, like how far into debt does a doctor go in, in Germany? It's a normal major. So you just pay the 300 bucks per semester and that's it. Oh my God. See, and if I had gone to medical school, there's no telling how deep into debt I would, you know, it's, it's just an estimation, but I would have probably gone 150,000 at least what? in debt. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but we can't take too much from that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We can't take too much from that episode because there's going to be a whole episode. It's going to be a very cathartic episode for me. Right. <laughs> to bitch about student debt in the U.S. But that's right. what I had planned on doing 10 years ago. That's what I thought I would be doing with my life right now. And who knows where I would be? Who knows where I would have gotten into medical school and everything? I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. Like for me, I wanted to do like graphic design, something, but I didn't know really what exactly because there were people uh-huh. in our high school they invited people like who have that job and they invited one graphic designer to the school and he was like yeah if you don't want to have a life anymore and you only want to work till nighttime then go be a graphic <laughs> designer and i was just like no i don't want that <laughs> actually no thank you and one of my teachers he was saying three years before graduating this is the time where you have to think about what you want to do in three years when you are graduating. But of course, oh everyone was like, uh, we have time to figure it out. Then there was 2010 and nobody knew what they wanted to do. I wanted to study um, English and Spanish because I was good at that. But um, what kind of a job would that have gotten you? Probably a teacher. Teacher. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't get into English. And that's why I had to um, take something that everyone could do because there were not too many people who wanted to do that. And that was Russian. So I got into Russian. And uh, the funny thing is that Russian was the fun part of my college year, the first year till I switched the college. Russian was fun, like only the language. Spanish was tough. Because there were so many people who were to Costa Rica or somewhere and have experience with the language. And I was just sitting there with my high school Spanish and was feeling like (laughs) shit. So I didn't want to do that. And I switched colleges um, a year after. And then you is that when you got into psychology and everything or your little your little niche within psychology? Mm -hmm. Then I studied applied cognitive and media science, which I didn't like. But I finished it after seven years. <laughs> right. See, and I just think it is insane that 10 years ago, you know, you were 19, I was 17. We were supposed to be sitting here and figuring out what we were going to do with the rest of our lives. Right. You know, at that young of an age. Right. And I thought I had a good idea. And here I am like, what? <laughs> right. And you thought when you do the decision wrong or anything, that's it. Like yep. you had the pressure kind of. That you have to decide now what you want to do the rest of your life. But now, 2020, I think if you want to do something completely different now, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know if I can. Yeah. I don't know. Theoretically. I just think it's just nuts that 10 years ago, I was just a little baby. I had no idea. And I was expected to make these decisions for the rest of my life. And I thought they were going to stick. Like, I was so sure that I was going to be a doctor. Like, I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be a pediatric pulmonologist, you know? Yeah. I was going to go to Madison, too. (laughs) Didn't do that. But I never even applied, which I should have. 
just, I, I had so much conviction in the decisions that I was making 10 years ago. And now I, I would never have imagined, I never would have been 17 looking back or looking forward rather and being like, yep, you're going to take this long to go to college. You're going to switch your major a million times. You're going to go to how many different colleges? Like, and you're going to be what I was 24 when I got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 25, 24. I can't remember 2017. So I was 20, I was 24. I turned 25 in 2017. Yeah. 24 when I got married, living in Green Bay, never would have thought. Did you think you would get married? Like, you know, well, 10 years ago, if you'd asked me, I would have been marrying my ex. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But no, did I think I was going to be married at 24? No, no, I did not. But I feel like many Americans marry early, I think. You know, yes, I would say we do marry young, but I think if you actually look at the trends and everything, we are getting married older now Mm -hmm. than we like used to. Yeah. Yeah. Because here from my closest friends, only one is married and this was last year. Wow. Yeah. See, and we are at the, well, I shouldn't say we, Andrew is at the age where all of his friends are getting married and having kids. Mm-hmm. Like two years ago, I think it was. It was it two years ago. We had, I think, nine weddings in one summer, and I wanted to die. That's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I wanted to die. So he is at the age wherever, and he is two years older. He's also twenty nine, so he's your age, and he's at the age where everybody's getting married and having kids now. Yeah, I'd say like my age is the age people consider to get married. Like I know yeah. a lot of people in high school who got married like yeah. years ago or last year or the year before that. But for myself, nah, I can't even imagine like ever <laughs> getting married. <laughs> See, and I don't know, I be especially because I'm not on Facebook, but B, I wasn't on I wasn't friends with a ton of people from my high school that I don't know. I I don't know if a bunch of people of my age are getting married. I do know my little brother who is more in touch with people his age, or he's more like friends on Facebook with people that he went to school with and stuff. He knows of some people his age and he is 24. He is 24. And people are, are, he knows of somebody he went to high school with that already has her second child. What? Yeah. I know people who would just, Like two years after high school, they had their first child. But oh my God, those were mostly people who were like from India or from Turkey, Mm -hmm. you know, different cultures altogether. Yep. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine. So if I had my second child when I was my brother's age, I would have a kid that's almost (laughs) four years. My youngest would be almost four years old right now. That is absolutely petrifying. Right. Like here, those things don't happen planned. Like I know someone who got pregnant like at 18 because she was just like thinking, oh, that's not going to happen to me. And then it happened. <laughs> yep. You know? That's how that usually goes. But she um, aborted. Okay. So that would have been a totally different story. Like if she had that child. Yeah. See, and my stepsister... I think she was 17 when she got pregnant, 18 when she actually had her daughter. But mm-hmm. that was like a really good thing for her, you know. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my friend Amber too, like she had her, I think she was 21 or 22 when she had her daughter. She said that was like probably the best thing that could have ever happened to her at that age, you know. So people, I don't think that most people plan on having kids that young, but there are some people who do. Mm-hmm. There are some people who do, you know. 
I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't. If you grew up knowing that like that's what you wanted to do with your life, more power to you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. It is absolutely terrifying to me. But if like if you just knew that that's what you wanted to do with your life, for sure. You know, at 17, did I think that that's what I wanted to do with my life? Absolutely not. I have never been that person that has known like I I don't know. I think I've gone through phases where I'm like, yes, I want a family. But then there are other phases where I'm like, oh my god, that's absolutely terrifying. I am completely satisfied with dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can get out all my maternal instincts on dogs. <laughs> Also, that's very, like, since I have Addie, when she was like a little puppy, that yeah. was so stressful. And I'm thinking, right? how can you deal with a kid? Like, never. I know. <laughs> I know. I, and, you know, I know I have said that before. Like, Duke as a puppy was an absolute nightmare. Like, I have <laughs> never been so tested by a dog than I was with Duke. He was the worst puppy I have ever had in my life. Like I wanted to get rid of him, but like we just couldn't think Andrew was the one who was like, we can't do that. Thank God. Because now he's like my best buddy, but him as a puppy, you know, but the thing is with dogs, like, yeah, they can be really tough and they're nothing compared to children and dogs grow out of it faster. (laughs) So like, right after a year, it's, it's basically done. Yep. When Duke turned two, he was like, all of a sudden, he's just like a little dream dog. My friend who got a puppy like a year or two before I had Addie, she was like, oh my God, I have so much respect for my mom because that dog was just so stressful in the beginning. And I was just thinking, "Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, just talk. Like, I I didn't believe her, but now I have the dog and I'm just like, okay, you were totally right. And I cannot see myself with a kid like not at all yeah i am not at all prepared someday who knows i have no idea what's gonna happen but i am not at all prepared now yeah like i would be interested to see how a child would look like like you know yes yes that would totally be interesting but yes it's like a little experiment what do they look like (laughs) like what kind of personality traits do they do but like it's an experiment (laughs) right Exactly. I don't know that I actually want to like actually take care of the child. <laughs> it's a wild thought. And I don't think many people like really plan, plan. Like for some people, when they're together for like 10, 15 years. It's just the natural progression of things. Right. Like I have a friend, the one who got married last year. And she was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I, we don't really plan. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends say that. Yeah. And I see when I, at 17, I thought that everybody just had the shit all planned out. Like you just, you just know, you know, you have all this conviction that everything is going to go exactly the way you planned and whatever. And then you actually get into the real world and you're like, holy shit, I am but a small fish in a very large (laughs) pond and I have no idea what I am doing. Exactly. I mean, when I was 19, I thought, okay, with 26, 27 or anything, you will have the partner of your life. Yeah, you will probably get married. I mean, I couldn't see myself getting married to anybody or have a child or anything. But I was when I was thinking like 10 years ahead, I was thinking, okay, this is like natural and this will also happen to me. Oh, yep. You just thought it was the natural progression. Right. Yeah. But here we are married to to work. Yep. Yep. See, and it's funny because I at 17, I never would have imagined that like I would already be married at this age or whatever. And here I am. But, you know, I also am like very, very devoted to my job 
in my career. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, which is something that I knew, you know, even at 17, I knew like I I was a very career and whatever oriented person. And that that was one thing that I got right about myself. For me, work was something negative. Oh, really? Because I would only hear people like older people saying, oh, God, I have to go to work tomorrow. For me, work was always something that people just had to do. Right. And that was negative, but I never wanted it to be negative. I always wanted to do what I'm good at, what was like my passion, which I'm doing right now. I cannot complain about my work because I can work whenever I want to. I do what I want. Basically, I'm doing something what I'm good at. And I'm in a much better position than many, 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 many other people. Yeah. And I learned in the past 10 years that work can be fun and that it's fun to like earn money that way. Because it's a sad thing that many people at like 65 or whatever age were just retiring. You just say, oh, God, thank God I'm done with that shit. Yeah. That for me was something I never wanted to do. Like do something I don't like. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. I do what I what I like. I mean, it can be stressful, like today, right? But it's still something that I'm good at, that I want to do, that you know I'm passionate about. Uh-huh. So uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. See, and had you asked me, like, of course, at 17, I was so convinced that I was going to be a doctor, but I never would have imagined in a million years that I would be working in the health insurance industry. A, because I thought it was evil, which it is in some aspects. It totally is. But like the company that I work for, I think it's a great company personally. You know, they treat their employees very well. I know from experience that we, you know, treat our members very well or try to at least. And throughout this whole virus thing, they were one of the first to come out and say that they're going to cover all costs related to treatment for the virus, testing and treatment for the virus. They're going to cover it all for their members. Like I never, ever would have imagined that I would be working in private health insurance because I thought it was just this absolutely evil industry. And in some aspects, it still is. But I can at least say that the company that I work for is a really good company from where I sit. You know, it seems like a very good company and it might not be my passion. It might not be, you know, what I thought I was going to be doing with my life, but I'm very happy with my job and I enjoy my job. You know, that's good. I'm good at it. Although I can figure out work is so easy. You know what your expectations are. Just do it and you're fine. You know, (laughs) so it's wild. Yeah. It's just easy to figure out work, you know, but I never in a million years would have thought this was what I would be doing right, right now with my life. And who knows how long it'll be, you know, who knows how long that'll stay. Right. Hopefully until I have something solid to replace it. Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. I think when we talk about that in 10 years, like 10 years from now. Yeah. We would probably say, oh, I have never thought this would happen. <laughs> yes. I never would imagine that this would be the <laughs> same turn conversation. my life would take. <laughs> and isn't that true, though? Isn't that true? Like, I don't know who originally said it, but I know my stepdad always, always is like, life is what happens when you're making other plans, right? You've got all these plans and you can plan for everything as much as you want. You have no idea what's actually going to happen, you know? So yeah, it'll be very interesting. That's true. In 10 years, no matter what happens, we have to come back and talk about (laughs) what we thought would happen versus what actually happened. So I guess, so let's go into that. What do you think, if you have to sit here now, 
we talked about the last 10 years and where our lives went and what, you know, where we thought they were going to go versus where it actually went. What do you see for the next 10 years? Like real quick, a little idea, you know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um, Work-wise, I think I will have my own business. Okay. I believe that. Like I have something that I can put out in the world that people will buy or whatever, if it's a course or a product or whatever. Um, I hope I will have a house by then. Yeah. And I hope that I will have a partner by then who I can rely on. You know, I don't even have to get married or have a child or anything. But just someone you can depend on yep. who's, um, you know, not playing. Yeah. And in that relationship, I think we will have a good communication because 10 years ago, if you would ask me about relationships or love or anything, I was just starting to, you know, and I already thought I know it all, but I didn't. Oh, God. Yes. I thought I knew everything. Like <laughs> communication. That was yep. not a thing. 10 years ago, I oh expected God. the other person to read my mind, basically. And I yep. learned in the past 10 years that you cannot expect someone to read your mind. If you have something to say, you have to say it. Yep. 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. I've learned so much about communication just in the last like 18 months. But yeah. Yeah. And it's a big part. I think most relationships are just breaking off because of communication. Yeah, I would say that's true. Communication is tough. There's so many different communication styles and ugh, it's a lot. It's tough. But when I was visiting Green Bay and I was in your life for 10 days. In our tiny little house with us. Right. <laughs> um, seeing you and Andrew communicate. That was yeah. something, you know, I respected. I thought this was good communication. I mean, I know you've been going through a lot of shit before that. But yeah. I thought, personally, from what I witnessed in your house and whenever you were together, that you have a good communication. Ah, well, thank you. That's good to hear. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about my own relationship. Yeah. And I was thinking my communication is not nearly as good as what I'm seeing right here, you know? And I yeah. tried to adapt it after I came back to Germany. And I yeah. think it was going well. Like, I think I was more open after I came back because I saw what good communication is when I was in Green Bay, you know? <laughs> yeah, interesting. See, very, I am flattered. <laughs> <laughs> I am flattered and I can't wait to tell Andrew that you think our communication is really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, and let me tell you, we had to work for it. Yeah, we had to work hard for that. But it is, you know, and it's something that we still it's always going to evolve. Right. So I really hope that uh, I really hope that you get that, you know, in 10 years. Yeah. And I'll I have to so approve too. of whatever guy you decide to whatever. <laughs> right. That's a good that's a good 10 year plan. We'll have to see how much of that actually comes out. Yeah. And I got to think, where the hell do I see myself? Yeah. Tell where me. Do I, uh, okay. In 10 years. Uh, you know, okay, I don't know about kids. I don't know about kids. Andrew and I have been talking about that a lot lately. And I don't know about kids. A, like, who knows if it'll even happen. It's mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, you just don't know. You know, you don't know if it's going to happen. The best laid plans. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to happen, even if you wanted to. So don't know about that. But 
Either way, I can guarantee you I will have at least a dog, if not two. <laughs> um, hopefully, I plan on living in the Minnesota area, the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, our house isn't 680 square feet. Um, if I am still working with the same company I'm working for now, I hope that I'm in like at least like a director's position, whatever. But otherwise, who knows? Maybe my mom's company will take off. Maybe. Maybe this podcast will take off. Hopefully. I do know that my mom and my brother and I have already decided that um, someday our goal is to someday be on the front of like Fortune magazine. Um, And my mom (laughs) is going to be in the center in a wingback chair. And Timmy and I are going to be on either side. (laughs) And we're going to take a picture and it's going to be like this family thing. Um, So I hope in 10 years that happens. Let me please take that picture. Um, Oh my God, you can totally take the picture. I want to be totally wearing like a power suit, like a pantsuit (laughs) that just screams like, I will crush you if I want to. (laughs) Yeah, mom in the middle, wingback chair, Timmy and I on either side. Um, So hopefully that happens within 10 years. Um, but otherwise I just really hope that either this podcast takes off, something else takes off, um, my mom's company, I'm able to work for my mom and like have a family business. That would be so cool. Um, and I'm living in the twin cities or who knows where else, like I could totally see myself living in Arizona where we don't have winters like this. Mm -hmm. Um, it'd be really cool if I owned a fast car by that point. (laughs) I really want like a Mustang or a Shelby. If I really make it maybe like an Audi R8, I could get down with that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's where I see myself in 10 years. I like the the Fortune magazine. The Fortune magazine? I know. We talked about <laughs> it and we were just dying. The three of us. My mom was like, oh my God. And Timmy and I were like, oh. <laughs> like I'll wear a white pantsuit. <laughs> Even down to the wing back chair. Like my mom sitting in the middle and she was like, Jesus, you two have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> like as you said it, I could picture that cover in my head. Oh, right. And I don't know about you, but I always see myself being on the left of my mother and Timmy on the right. Yes, exactly. Yep. That's yep. what like that was the picture. Yep. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing on the front of like Fortune magazine. Oh, it has to happen. <laughs> I get so excited thinking about that. Yeah. So I hope that happens within the next 10 years. That would be ideal. And then we have like this little family empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be fun. It would be a lot of fun. Yep. So that's kind of what I hope out in the next 10 years. But ultimately, I just hope that whatever it is in 10 years, I hope I'm happy. That sounds so cliche and so stupid, but I just really hope I'm happy, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Elsa and Duke will be like really old. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sad part that the dogs. I know. Kids are tough, but like they outlive you ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Dogs though. Not the case. They pack all of their love into however many years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about work, self-esteem, but I kind of want to know like relationship wise, what has changed or what did you learn in the past 10 years? Oh boy. Well, you kind of covered it with the whole communication thing. Oh my God. I just expected people to kind of read my mind. And I have always thought of myself as somebody that's pretty direct, but like I'm not. I maybe am now or I'm getting better at it, but I was not somebody that was very direct with my feelings. Um, uh, relationships take work. 
You know, everybody thinks that, oh, if they've got this perfect relationship, it doesn't take any work and it's just so easy. Not the case. You know, relationships take work. Even the best of relationships take work and dedication and whatever, you know, and it helps, you know, of course, to figure your own shit out, to have an idea yourself before you go into a relationship. Like I have learned so much about myself over the course of my relationships and even my friends, you know, not even just like romantic relationships, but friendly relationships. You know, I don't know. It just, I've always been really bad with getting over conflict. It's not that I don't forgive or it's not that I can't move on, but it's just after a big conflict, things change and you have, things can change, I should say. And you have to be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. You have to be comfortable with relationships evolving and changing and people evolving and changing while they're in your relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't think I was good with. I mean, we complained about my ex in episode one or my ex's mother rather. And like, yeah, what she said to me was uncalled for and it was rude. But also like, of course, I had thought that maybe it was me, you know, and maybe Mm -hmm. some aspects, I'm sure some aspects of the issues I was having was me because I know myself. I can just be a total bitch. I know that, you know, (laughs) I'm stubborn. I can be a bitch and I can be mean and whatever, but it, it relationships take two. So recognizing that within myself has been important and then learning how to deal with that in relation to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about knowing yourself so that you can better interact with others and stuff, I guess. I don't know. Is that kind of the the answer you were looking for? Yeah. It's a lot. A lot has been learned. You can learn a shit ton of things about relationships and love and whatever. Because for me, 10 years ago, because I wasn't really in a relationship, it was a simple thing in my mind. I thought, okay. Two people like each other, they get together, and there it is. <laughs> and everything is fine, you know? Yep. But it's not like that. Everything is hunky-dory. It's not like that. Fuck no. Because what I learned was you don't own people. Because sometimes you get to the point where you think you own people. Like, when you have a partner, they're yours. Yes. But it's not like that. Right. You may, yeah. Like, I sure, Andrew is my husband. Is he my human? No, he's right. still his own human being. Ultimately, at the end of the day, something could happen to me tomorrow and he's still going to go on living. He's still going to be his own person. Same thing with him. Something could happen to him tomorrow. I'm still going to be here. Like you ultimately, each person owns themselves. And that is, yes, I, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Long story short, I agree with what you're saying. Right. And you'll have to love yourself to give other people love. Yeah. It's very hard to love others when you don't love yourself. Right. I agree with that, which is always a work in progress. But True. The relationship with yourself is a work in progress, just as the relationship with anybody else is. Right. And that maybe nobody's perfect. Like you may For think sure. that they are perfect, but they're not. And you have to yep. kind of deal with that. Same with yourself. Right. You're not perfect either. What other lesson you should support each other? Like, I think that's a big thing and you should not manipulate each other like i see that in many people who just trying to yeah. manipulate each other to get what they yes. want not healthy that's bad news bears yeah yeah but also like a lesson is that even when you love each other it's sometimes just not enough so that there's not a happy ending yeah because from all the movies you see and something you think oh If this and that happens, 
it has to turn out good. Yes, you're always expecting a happy ending. Right. Love is enough. Love is love will prevail. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen. Love's raspberry. <laughs> right. Not everything is turning out to be a happy ending. Yeah. It's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we've both learned quite a bit. Which is all you can really hope for, you know? Time is gonna pass regardless. You hope you just learn and make the most of it. Yeah. Because I think we both are two people who have experienced a lot and have gone through a lot, who can reflect good. And um, I mean, some people are 50 or something who have not the kind of mindset we have, you know? Yeah, that's very true. And um, yeah, I think we're on a good way. I agree. If I had to figure all this shit out at some point, I'm glad I did it while I was young. Yeah. I'm really glad I did it, did it while I was young. Ten years ago, we already thought we would know it all. Like in your yeah. relationship, you probably thought you know it all. You know how things work. You know everything. Yep. Oh my God, we had so, we had no idea. <laughs> so what are we in ten? I will be so interested to hear in ten years. Like we thought we had it figured out. We thought we knew what was going to happen. And in ten years, I'm going to look back and probably be like, I was such a moron. <laughs> I was such a naive idiot. Same conversation all over again. Yep. Same old song and dance. I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. See what happens the next 10 years. We can do another <laughs> podcast episode talking about it. <laughs> it will be interesting. If podcasts are even still a thing in 10 years. <laughs> there are probably some VR AI shit going on. Probably. Like people reading our minds already. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fascinating. So how's your bottle of wine? So I finished my Moscow Mule and I'm halfway through this bottle. Mm-hmm. I think I had one small glass the other night, but it's good. It's a good Cab Sauv, you know, it's a good Cab Sauv. I liked the bottle. Um, the bottle has a picture of mountains and stuff on it, which I'm all about. So it's been a good wine. I'm very excited, though, to uh, get a good bottle of Gewürztraminer in a couple of weeks. <laughs> And the other bottle, let's see, the next bottle I have is just a red blend. Oh, okay. It is a red blend. It's 80% Syrah and 20% Grenache. Lush and fruit forward. I am a lush. No. (laughs) You could totally speak Chinese to me and it would sound the same to me. Seriously? I think Syrah, Syrah and Shiraz are the same thing, basically. But Syrah is from Australia, Australian grapes, and Shiraz is... France or somewhere in Europe. Oh, no, just joking. Shiraz is Australian. That'll be my next bottle. But this Cab Sauv that I'm drinking, Restless Earth, it's good. The three friend wine I just had, the Drei Freunde wine, it was good. I have to finish my glass and then it's gone. But it was a good one. I think I have another rosé coming too in my next box. I, I, you know, I initially kind of turned my, turned my nose up at rosé, but I'm starting to like it. Or maybe it's just because it's summer and I feel like it, you know, versus a red. In my, our first episode, listening to it, I can sit and I'm like, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk. I was a giggly idiot. Um, I'm not feeling that way at all right now. So that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I totally feel that right now. Like, oh, do you? Like from the part we were talking about communication. Yeah. I can totally say that this is a drunk me. Yep. <laughs> I Well, I think drunk you is still very wise and I don't feel <laughs> drunk at all. 
I don't feel drunk at all, but I can listen to our first episode and I'm like laughing at stupid shit. And I'm like, that's drunk Keaton that she is drunk a hundred percent. I haven't been through episode two because I'm still editing in. Yeah. But I, I will be surprised about what we were talking about. (laughs) You were so drunk. You don't remember. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> In all fairness, though, I also don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. I just yeah. remember that I was bitching about Russia. That's yes, that's there was a lot of bitching it. about Russia. <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. I do remember after, so like episode one, I was drunk and listening to it, especially when I got on my soapbox in episode one. And then I was listening to it in the middle of the day, like sober as a judge. And I was like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Yep. I was on my soapbox. <laughs> I was preaching to the choir. Oh my God. It was funny. But um, I, yeah, I remember last episode a little bit. But it's also, it's hard to tell if I was drunk or just like <laughs> my normal memory, you know? We'll see. Oh, God, that's we'll funny. See. That's funny. But yeah, I plan on finishing the rest of this bottle, probably like sitting out in my kayak. Or not my kayak. God, <laughs> my hammock. <laughs> my hammock. I wish I could sit in my kayak. I mean, I could. I could just sit in the kayak in the middle of the backyard. But um, the hammock would be much more comfortable. In the little, little uh, sea you have. Yep, in the little uh, Lake Rosenbaum in the backyard. Yep. Just you and the kayak. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and a glass of wine. <laughs> At some point this summer, I will make that happen. I will hope that our backyard floods. I will sit in the kayak in the little lake, and I will have Andrew take a picture of me, and I'll just hold a bottle of wine. <laughs> it's good for our Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God, it will. Especially if this quarantine keeps going. Keaton can't make it to a real lake, so she's just making the best of it in her backyard. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Ten years ago, we didn't know each other. It's wild. So weird. Can't wait to see what the next 10 years has in store for us, where it takes us. Life is weird, and that should be our. Moral of this episode. Yep. The moral of this podcast episode is life is very weird. You thought you had it figured out 10 years ago. Now you know you don't. We think we have it somewhat figured out now. And in 10 years, we're going to talk about how we definitely did not have it figured out. (laughs) Exactly. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap on episode three. Hopefully everybody had a a decent time listening to us rant (laughs) about random shit. And we will sure be back for episode four. (laughs) Right. Whatever that will be. But we'll figure it out. We sure will. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Right.